If you approach the ocean with a cup, you can only take away a cupful. But if you approach it with a bucket, you can take away a bucketful. That's one of the Indian sages, Ramana Maharishi. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. So today I want to explore why if being purpose-led is so meaningful and wonderful and valuable, both to others and to oneself, why aren't more of us doing it all the time? And I explored this and found that the answer is perhaps not as straightforward as I might have thought, but at its very heart, I think it comes down to trust. Let me explain a little bit more what I mean. I think there is a particular worldview that we have to have in order to become purpose-led. And when I say worldview, I'm talking about it in terms of adult development. Full descriptions of all those different stages of adult development have been put together, for example, by Bob Keegan or by Lisa Leahy and others who've described that development as we become broader and broader in how we see the world. And at one level, we see it as us and them. We see it as survival. We see it as my having to prove something. I have to prove myself through making money. I have to prove myself through achieving things. I have to prove myself through achieving a certain status. And I think the stronger that is in somebody, the harder it is to actually truly be purpose-led. Purpose-led, you see, takes me to a place where others can't harm me because there's always a way to play out a purpose. There's always a place to do that. I don't need this job. I don't need this money. I don't need this status because the clearer I am about what my purpose is, the more opportunities there are out there for me to play it and each one would be different. Nobody can forbid me from offering that to others. No one can stop me offering that to others and getting all the warm feelings that come from that. So what can I put in a 10-minute podcast to give you some thoughts about how you move along this journey towards being more purpose-driven? I think the first question and perhaps the first exercise to ask yourself is what do I have to prove first before I feel free to be purpose-driven? Do I have to prove that I have to make a certain amount of money or that I can achieve certain things or that I can make certain status? And where are those moments where I prioritize that over fulfilling a purpose, which is about contributing to others? And when can I do both? And when do I have to choose? And when I do choose, which way do I go? Let's work through an example. Let's imagine you're a consultant as I have been. You can transfer everything you know how to do to your client 
and then they will grow, be very satisfied, but not necessarily need you anymore. So you've fulfilled your purpose, but you're risking your financial goals. Which way do you go? Well, let's say you have a very talented person working for you who is contributing a lot to your performance. Do you try to hold on to them? Or do you encourage and promote them and encourage them to go elsewhere and to get a bigger job somewhere else? And what I've found makes a difference in that moment, those moments where we have the choice to be altruistic, to think bigger picture, and to think contribution to a purpose versus think my short-term needs. What makes a difference is what's called the abundance mindset. And the abundance mindset is very different from the scarcity mindset. One believes that there is always more. Always more great people, always more great client opportunities, always more possibilities to be purpose-led and to be looked after financially and emotionally and so on. A scarcity mindset doesn't see the world like that. It's a different worldview. It sees finite resources, finite opportunities that I can lose, that it's fear-based. It's not trust-based. And when you speak to people who have a scarcity mindset or have an abundance mindset, you can hear it. Some problem comes up and one talks of possibilities and the other talks of how everything is being closed down. Now, if there was an easy way for me to move from one to the other and pass that on to you, I would do it right here, right now. It really isn't that easy because it is a path of adult development. I think sometimes it's just a question of standing on the edge of that cliff and trusting that as you step off, you will fly. And I think if you believe enough in your purpose that it will win through, that it will pick up steam, and then in some way some karmic response will happen, that you do get back what you sow, you reap what you sow, what you give out comes back to you. So my exercise for this part of the podcast, I'm afraid it's not going to provide you with an instant solution, but it is to think about those two words of abundance and scarcity, and to think about your relationship to trust. To trust now in a much bigger sense, not trust in this person sitting next to me, but trust in the bigger scheme of things, trust in the universe, if you like, that in fact, there is always more. There will always be another chance. And if I pursue purpose, even if pursuing purpose sometimes means walking away from short-term options, I'll walk away from things that previously I would have done rather than just prioritize others. I will walk away from work that is not fitting to my purpose. The more I have a confidence and a courage and a trust that the world is abundant, the easier it is for me to do that. I think the second restriction that people place on being purpose-driven is to do with their own self-esteem. It's to do with, am I actually good enough to make a difference? Does what I do actually matter? Does my voice count? Do my actions impact? 
I've met a number of people who I think are holding back from being truly purpose-driven, where it's not so much that they don't trust that the world will support them, but rather that they don't trust themselves and haven't found that niche, the difference that they can make, and so they hold back. And to you I want to encourage, which means to breathe courage into others. I'm reminded actually of some of the very best people that I've met working in the public sector, the volunteer sector. Often there are hardworking, caring, technically excellent people, rarely praised, rarely paid what they're really worth. And actually those people I find are already very purpose-driven, but perhaps don't really feel that. They feel resentful, they feel underheard, they feel undervalued. So my message to you, if you're someone who actually does do a lot of good and is good in the world, is that you do make a difference. And to bask in that and to remind yourself every day how much worse things would be without you. So the journey to be purpose-driven as an individual and as a team or an organisation is a journey, I think, of increasing belief and conviction in what you do, its purpose and its value. And the, the obstacles to overcome there are two. One is to have the trust in the abundance that the world will support, will contribute, and will help, actually, your pursuit of that purpose. And the second is the trust in yourself that you are good enough to make that contribution, that standing up and making a stand for something will make a difference, that you may be one voice, but you're an important voice, and it will add value. So my exercise here is what is your relationship with trust? And the affirmation, two affirmations, I think. One is there will always be more, more options, more opportunities, more money, more support. And the second is, I am enough. I make a difference. If you've never worked with affirmations before, the technique is you just swirl them around in your mind as you go through the day. You watch how your mind kind of resists them and ridicules them. And you just keep on swirling them. After a while, they begin to stick. So this ends the four episodes that I wanted to share with you on purpose. I hope you find ways to use purpose more in your life because I really do think it is the bedrock of much of the other work that we've been doing throughout this podcast. I wish you well with that and I look forward to next week when we will introduce a new series and a new topic. Goodbye.